Hello, listeners. A, a quick word about the time and place we are in right now. We are recording this episode on June 4th, 2020. You know, when we started this pod, our inspiration was fun and the fun we had drinking beer, comparing notes, laughing, telling stories. We've worked really hard to keep our personal politics and beliefs out of the I Like Beer podcast, not because we don't have political views or strong moral convictions, but because this was our place to escape into a few beers and laughs. Each member of the ILB team has strong political views and cares deeply about the country and world we live in, along with everyone living in it. Three of us are public school teachers. We've dedicated our careers to educating young people into being thoughtful, caring, compassionate, intelligent citizens. In other parts of our lives, we are active in promoting our politics and supporting peace and love and compassion and social justice, as well as environmental causes. We absolutely support the struggle against racism, against oppression, and for social justice. Jeff can attest to my personal social media accounts. I am not shy or soft-spoken in my politics or my support for social justice, nor is anyone else on the team. We will continue to provide medium-quality entertainment on our podcast. We will continue to focus on what our vision is for this podcast, but we don't want to appear tone-deaf or blind to what's happening in the world around us. We love and we respect our black, brown, and all other brothers and sisters, and we will continue to actively support change in our real lives, even as we keep our podcast a place to have a little fun. Thank you. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And joining us tonight, we got the full team here. Uh, doctor is in the house. Aloha. Producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And sound engineer, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. So, and as a quick reminder to our listeners, as always, please keep sharing our podcast with your beer drinking friends. If you have friends with impeccable taste and cunning wit, they need to know about us. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't already, please follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Untapped. We are pretty easy to find. Yeah, just look for I Like Beer, the podcast, anything, and you're going to run across us for sure. 893 following on Instagram. Moving on 900. Closing in on a thousand. I'm trying to, my goal is a thousand by our one year anniversary and it's coming up fast. All right. Made a couple new friends this week, including brothers in arms, beer drinking storytellers, my three dudes pod. They're just getting started with their podcast and they've got a good thing going. They're having a lot of fun. You can tell when you're listening and it's contagious. Give them a check out my three dudes pod. And I'm not just saying that to score some beers from South Carolina. No, well, sort of. But if it helps, yeah. <laughs> Check them out on Instagram, wherever you get your podcasts. Let them know I like beer sent you their way. Perfect. All right. So, hey, Jeff, do you uh, want to take a moment and explain tonight's theme? Sure. As I prepped for this week's episode, I was in the middle of canceling my trip to Paris with my wife, realizing I wasn't going anywhere for a while and watching the world seemingly burned in flames on TV. And I thought, I got to get out of here for a while, but then realized I can't go anywhere. Yes, that's a subtle, but not very clever irony. And that led me to my bookshelves and a book and a chair and a beer out in the backyard thinking about virtual escapes. So hatch this week's theme, virtual road trips. 
films and books about the road trip that we can enjoy and perhaps recommend for others the same way. And of course, we need to complement this theme with uh, some road trip beers or two. Well, that's a, a great idea. And let's uh, let's find out what everyone is uh, drinking tonight. Along the lines of your theme, for me, uh, my best road trips have always come with uh, Mexican lagers. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so I uh, went and got a bunch of Mexican lagers. Hey, th- shout out to Brew Catalog. They dropped them off just about 10 minutes ago. And, and uh, so I started off with the Pizza Port uh, Mexico surf trip, quickly finished that, and I'm now into the Dos Desperados Lager Magnifico. How about you, Jeff? What are you drinking? I many road trips. If you listen, we are re-releasing some remastered versions of our original podcast that never made it to Spotify and Apple Music and such. And so there's some coming up on on summer road trips. And I talk about the many many road trips we had to Bend, Oregon. So I've got a Bend, Oregon beer sent by my cousin Bill from Monkless Belgian Ales in Bend, Oregon. It's Capitulation. It's a Belgian style triple ale, but they dry hop it. And the name capitulation comes from, you know, most breweries have six or seven IPAs and especially up in Bend and they don't make one. So their uh, capitulation was just throw some hops on top of uh, their triple, which was called Trinity, which we actually had on another one of those early uh, podcasts. Yeah, so right. it, it's a really good dry Plus hop. It's just fun to say. It is. Uh, absolutely. Capitulation. 8.1%. I got a pint of capitulation from Monkless Belgian Ales in Bend, Oregon. Perfect. How about you, Joe? So in an ode to Todd, I uh, and beer or not a beer, I just went for the name of the beer. I went into <laughs> <laughs> the local bottle shop and found beers that the uh, name seemed to fit. So I'm uh, going to start with a beer called Wheels Goes Round. It's <laughs> like the bus. It goes. Yes. Uh, and uh, figured good went with the road tripping theme wheels goes round and then uh upon learning more about it it's by team left hand uh brewing which is focused on solving the riddle of ms as they say on their can so very cool um it's a goes 4.4 percent and i'll uh, tell you in a second how it tastes very good (laughs) all right and tom what are you drinking well i'm kind of throwing back to our first road trip together pgw style and uh, the first one I got in my hand is Old Faithful 805. And sitting in the on-deck circle, can you guys guess? <laughs> I'm going to go with um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Give that man a cigar. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, good memories of that first road trip, guys. Yeah. How about you, Todd? Right now, well, so, you know, we live on the coast. We take a lot of road trips along the coast. So I got a beer from Lost Coast. I got uh, the... Alley Cat Amber. Um, it's a good one. 5.5. It's a great bottle, too. Great design. Yeah, I haven't had an amber in a while, and it's hitting the spot. So, yeah, Alley Cat Amber. It's a good well, one. All their stuff's really good. That's a cool-looking logo. Yeah. Take a picture of that bottle for me. Yeah, all their, all, right. uh, all their logos are pretty cool. Yeah. Well, everyone's got a beer. So before we get into our theme of virtual road trips, let's take a few minutes for toast Roast and pour one out. Who's got a toast tonight? Uh, so I got a toast, and actually, I'm gonna. This is actually for all of us here, not just us uh, speaking, because I know several of us right now are um, going to be shortly unemployed for the summer. Um, but also, any of our listeners that are looking for a job, uh, maybe the ideal job just opened up. 
And there's a Virginia brewery that is called the Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, uh, which is based in Lexington. And they are accepting applications from people who love hiking and beer. I do. Um, and they are announcing their. Yeah, I know. Who doesn't really? Yeah. Uh, so hiking and beer. Um, and you so don't. You're, they're, they're Wait a minute. Accepting you app- don't. I don't like hiking. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like hiking and beer. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. But anyways, it sounds like a really cool job. So they're looking for a chief hiking officer, and they would be paid $20,000 to spend five to seven months hiking the Appalachian Trail and drinking beer. Oh, wow. sounds like a great job. Yes, wow. that is a great job. So basically what they're doing is as um, winning a- applicant, they're accepting applicants right now or applications. Winning applicant will be granted the chief hiking officer title and will be flown out to the trailhead in 2021 for the 2,200 mile hike. Wow. There you go. Uh, and it says that basically uh, the hiker who would tackle this trail between May and September of 2021 would be outfitted with equipment by the brewery, as well as being treated to what they term some big old beer parties along the way. Wow. So if you're interested, look on the company's website. Again, it's uh, Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, uh, and they're looking for some personal information, proof of social media or blogging savvy, and then a video explaining why you should receive the position. So uh, again, are you looking for a job right now? There's a you know chief hiking officer to add to your resume. Looking for a dream job? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. other than the hiking part, but yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you grumble, but you still go on the hikes and you're smiling afterwards. Oh, I like it. I just like to complain, you know. <laughs> it's because the carrot at the end is beer. Yeah, right. that's true. <laughs> this one, the, the carrot would be a beer along the whole way. I mean, I think I could get into really hiking if I could have some, what did they say? <laughs> Big old beer parties along the way. Along, as long as you didn't literally have to eat any carrots. Right. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple toasts uh, to San Diego's own Pure Project Brewing, donating proceeds uh, to both the San Diego ACLU and ACLU. Uh, cheers to them. And also, something I ran across this morning, Emmanuel Acho, former NFL linebacker for the Cardinals and Eagles, from the only place for bird teams. Very smart, charismatic man. He has put together a lesson for white folks, his words, that feel a little baffled by what's going on, the anger, the fear, the frustration, grief, uh, facing black men, women, and children daily. Check out his Dear White People, an uncomfortable conversation with a black man as a way to inform people and <laughs> give you a way to understand, increase our ability to support and lead and change. He's on Twitter, Instagram. You don't have to be white. To listen, by the way, he starts with uncomfortable questions in his first four. Why are people rioting? Why can black people say the N-word, but not white people? Why do you, a black man, think white privilege exists? And why saying all live all lives matter is offensive right now? And and he does a fantastic job giving honest, thoughtful, articulate explanations. And give it a listen, please. So to Emmanuel Acho and what he's doing, cheers. 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 We're off to roasts. Obviously, there's a lot of roasts to find, but I had to dig deep and find one that I felt was uh, maybe had a little humor to it at this point right now, too, that I could find it. So I'm going to roast Lenny Dykstra. I don't know if you guys remember him, but Lenny Dykstra is a former baseball player, played for the Mets, the Phillies, kind of back in the 80s and 90s. And uh, so here's a just a little bit of a backstory before we get into the roast part of it. Uh, So in April of 2019, He sued, uh, Lenny Dykstra sued his former teammate uh, and the current Mets commentator, Ron Darling, for defamation 
an intentional infliction of emotional distress based on some claims in Darling's autobiography that alleged that Dykstra shouted racial slurs at an opposing Red Sox player in the 1986 uh, World Series game. Dykstra denied it ever happened. So what did he do? He files a lawsuit and sues him and says, hey, you're defaming my character. Mm -hmm. Um, So the lawsuit has recently been dismissed. And the judge agreed with Darling's claim that Len Dykstra has such a crappy reputation that it's virtually impossible <laughs> to libel him. Um, so to paraphrase the court's finding, and uh, I'm going to ask for your to pardon me if I improper use any legal terms here, but this is all a quote that I took straight out of the article. It says, given the aforesaid litany of stories concerning Dykstra's poor and mean-spirited behavior, particularly toward various groups, including racial minorities, women, and the LGBTQ community, this court finds that as a matter of law, the reference cannot induce an evil opinion of Dykstra in the minds of right-thinking persons or (laughs) deprive him of their friendly intercourse in society as that evil opinion has long existed. So basically (laughs) roasting Len Dykstra because the court basically said you can't libel him because he's basically a jackass. Yeah, he can't be a bigger jerk. And you did not add to his jerkiness. (laughs) Yeah, so. (laughs) <laughs> right he did not so that's that's my roast len dykstra poster child for jackass there you go and it even said even the court said so so again yeah, yeah that's what i mean that's not us Officially, talking that's, legally. that's a that's legal legal right there yeah i got a roast too and i think uh maybe the doctor can chime in on this about the cane toads invading florida doctor you know all about cane toads yeah uh yeah. giant toxic toads They've been the scourge of Australia for decades, are now taking over Florida, eating everything in their path, killing dogs. It's not going to be long till they start going after children. So we got in the Pacific Northwest, we have the murder hornets moving in. And up from the south, we have this toxic man-eating toads. And all I have to say, like we've said a couple of weeks ago, not now. This is just not a good time for us, Mother Nature. We got other things to deal with. We need to train the toads to eat the hornets. That's a good well, that's, cool. a, that's a move right there. That's an awesome move. You need to write some letters. You're the kind of guy that can get that done. <laughs> yeah. So then I started to think about Florida, floods, hurricanes, uh, toads, pestilence. There seems to be almost a biblical revolt against the state of Florida. They need to get their act together. Doesn't seem to so, be. All right. Yeah. So there's my roast to the cane toad. And once again, Florida in our roast section. <laughs> I think if you check the scoreboard, they might be winning right now in the most roasts. <laughs> I think they are, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go and check the scoreboard and check see the stats. Um, people that keep those stats. I bet it's not close. It's probably not close. <laughs> they have I a, think Len Dykstra could be a close second. <laughs> they have a Lenny Dykstra-like <laughs> death grip on the uh, roast category. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about pour one out? Have we got pour one out for this week? We no. pour one out free. Good, good. Just we just we just looked at the news yeah. and said, "Tom's think, putting his fingers yeah, up in the neck." Past like, yeah, yeah. We're just taking a pass. Yeah. Tom didn't even have time. Um, t- yeah. I'm taking a pass this week, guys. I have yeah. to agree. I think we move on. Well, then we will. There you have it. This has been toast, roast, and pour one out. And back to our theme, the virtual road trip, since we're not likely to be going anywhere too quickly or too far away. I'd like to ask you about your favorite road trip movie. Road trip movie is a time-honored vehicle for the escapism theme, the buddy movie, for investigating both the world at large and the self inside. So let's hear what 
road trip films our team enjoys. And talent either has to go first or last because you know he's going to list out a bunch of them and then everyone's going to cry foul. I'm ready whenever you are. (laughs) I'll go first. I'll take the the lead position. So I picked the movie RV. Huge fan of that movie. Robin Williams is phenomenal in most everything he did. And uh, that one hits home for me particularly because he's a, a marketing agency leader in that film and I have a digital marketing agency. So... And with the COVID experience in particular and kind of bringing your work home and integrating your work life and your family life, that movie has just so many wonderful uh, scenes and uh, dedications to the work-life balance. Uh, I just thought it was a fantastic one. So. Yeah, that's a family. And it has, single-handedly has the best uh, scene around um, unloading the dump of an RV. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just a, it's a fantastic, uh, belly laugh scene. So for me, it was RV. That was a favorite with, with my family too. You know, with Cheryl Hines. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. And it, it starts with the little daughter loving, you know, doe eyed at her daddy. And then it cuts to her at 14, like cussing him out. <laughs> right. All of us who have journeyed with, uh, children into through teen age experience know some of those, those feelings. So. My daughter was actually pretty dang good during her teen years, but <laughs> nonetheless. And you get to see Robin Williams. Yeah, and he's fantastic in it. Just finished the David Itzkoff uh, biography on Robin Williams, and, and uh, it was a very honest look at Robin Williams as a man, and, and but it was also a fantastic trip down memory lane of his work. Yeah, sure. Cool, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it is Demons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So cheers to RV and Robin Williams and road trips and escapes. Cheers. Yeah. So speaking of RVs, mine has to do with RVs. It's not really a road trip, kind of a weird road trip. Remember We're the Millers, Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudakis, whatever. <laughs> uh, remember, he has, to, he has to go smuggle. He's forced to go smuggle drugs from... Uh, <laughs> from mexico but he thought well he'll get stopped so he needed to recruit a family so he like yeah. recruited uh jennifer aniston the stripper and some other kids to go on the road trip with him it was just a disaster it was it was pretty funny so <laughs> that's fine we're the millers if you haven't seen it rent it it's a must rent it's a must rent that's enjoyable well i guess that leaves me next i chose cannonball run i remember seeing it as a kid uh, but then I watched it again in college uh, when we were consuming a little bit more at that age. And it just it's just hilarious. You know, first and foremost, you think about the cast. I mean, just this just a running list of stars. You had Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Jack Elam, Jackie Chan, Jamie Farr, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. And then you throw in people like Terry Bradshaw and Farrah Fawcett and Adrian Barbeau. And it's just hilarious movie uh, based upon the uh, run from New York to Newport Beach. And the main characters, Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, they were driving a souped-up van, Dodge Tradesman, which was actually the vehicle used by Hal Needham and Brock Yates in the actual race in 1979. Oh, really? It's just a lot. Yeah, if you read the history on it, there's a lot of tributes throughout the movie to people who ran the race in the years before and 
recently, the new world record was set 27 hours and 25 minutes from New York to Newport Beach. Three guys did it. So basically the same amount of time as Talon and I, one plank. That's true. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's the same. (laughs) I wonder if you make a movie like that again, where you can get that much talent to come in and and put everybody in a film and their egos can take it, that they play each play a, a, yeah, a smaller role to make a whole movie. Smaller role. Right. Take a smaller role for the better, the, the benefit of the larger just to product. Make a, Probably not. Madcap comedy and everyone take, you know, ego takes a back seat and you just go have fun. Yeah, I bet it could, maybe we're coming back around to that, something like that happening again. Cause that would be a fun one to see again. No, you're right. A, a remake of. Yep. No, it, yeah, actually speaking one. of that, I, I will say this. And I, I started cause talking about that. I started watching the other night. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's on Netflix's uh, space force. Start that this week. Okay. But I mean, what drew me into it was if you look at the list of who's in it, it's a who's yeah. who. I mean, yeah. you've got uh, John Malkovich, yeah. Steve Carell. I mean, there's just so many good actors and stuff in that. And that's actually what I, I go, I'll check it out. And, and um, it's pretty funny, but it does. It, it is kind of on a smaller scale, but a ton of really, really, you know, big names. Uh, all kind of coming together to, to create a, a television show. Now I think it's, that's the unique thing. Now I think people will do things like that for television shows or yes. whatever well, else as point. opposed to back in the day, it was all, you know, just feature films. I, I was thinking this was kind of like the oceans 11 of its time. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oceans 11 would be a good example. Speaking of oceans 11, I am going to pour one out guys because sadly Cannonball Run and Cannonball Run 2 were the last two films that Dean Martin never did. Oh, oh really? So I did get my, I did get my poor one out in <laughs> there. Got snuck it. it in there. You did. Snuck it you in. We watch thought him. we got past the obituary page, but you got to watch Tom every minute. Yeah. Man. All right. Good to know. Side note, original Ocean's 11 was 1960. And that's true. I got Space Force lined up. We just finished Park and Rec's last night. Okay, good. I'd never seen Parks and Rec. I'd seen one or two episodes. Didn't, that's good. didn't it amuse me? Very and I'd heard so many funny things. And, and you had Ron Swanson as your brew mance of the of the year and so Love I, that guy. I i watched the we watched the whole series we watched basically in like seven days we watched seven seasons oh i just realized how much television i just watched in a week when i said that out loud <laughs> yeah <laughs> but thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it it's all right <laughs> thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it i've got a a couple films because i don't follow rules very well and my first one's even a twofer it's oh brother we're out thou 2000 cohen brothers film which gets its name from one of my other favorites, a Preston Sturgis 1941 film called Sullivan's Travels, which I won't go into great detail about because no one's ever seen it. But if you like old movies, check out Sullivan's Travels, Preston Sturgis, 1941. But Oh Brother, uh, re-envisions Homer's The Odyssey, which is the greatest road trip story of all time, with Ulysses Everett McGill, his partners uh, Delmer O'Donnell and uh, Pete Hogwallop is a must-see. If you have never seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's a must-see. Full of great quotes, one-liners. And if you have seen it, and it's been a couple years, it holds up. It's one of those films that does hold up really well when you watch it again. Just don't watch it with me because I can't shut my mouth and I have to say every line before they say it. No one in my family will watch that movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my second oh, one. Oh, everyone loves that. Yeah. Oh, people love that. Yeah. People love it. People yeah, do people love, love that. Yeah. yeah. They love that. My other movie is Little Miss Sunshine. 2006 Jonathan Dayton Valerie Ferris directed it I'm a bit a bit of an art house goon 
So when it comes to my film choices, this one fits my indie film taste. Absolutely dysfunctional family. I don't know if you think your family's functional or dysfunctional, but this family is the most dysfunctional family. And they're on a road trip in a VW bus from uh, New Mexico to California to take a one of the, the the little girl Olive to a beauty pageant in California. Greg Kinnear, Tony Collette, Alan Arkin, Steve Carell makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you cringe, which is everything I want in a road trip film. That's Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> nice. Tell them what do you have on your list? Well, I mean, there's so many good movies that we could have picked here. Um, I could have gone the easy road and and the funny road and and gone with the movie Road Trip. If you haven't seen that one in a while, um, it's definitely one of those ones where you're, it's so stupid. It's funny. Um, <laughs> dumb and dumber. Another one, some, some epic oh, road yeah. tripping in dumb yes. and dumber again, absolutely a movie that that's so dumb. It's funny. The classic that comes to everyone's mind vacation. I think that was maybe one of the first big road trips, uh, that we saw in a feature film when we were kids, um, learned a lot in that movie. Um, not all good. <laughs> And, uh, but I, I kind of tried to stick with two movies that I, that I thought were, I really enjoyed as movies. Um, and they kind of incorporated that road trip idea or theme. So the first one is really, is there is a road trip is, is the movie green book. Um, and probably I would say it's probably the most highly acclaimed movie of the ones we've talked about. I believe it won the Academy Award. Uh, it did. And that's just a, it's a really good movie. If, if, yeah, with some controversy. Yes, exactly. Um, but a really good movie inspired by a true story. Um, and basically it was, uh, where you had a, a, uh, you know, an African American classical and jazz pianist. Um, and he was, uh, hired, uh, an Italian American kind of driver slash security guard bouncer to take him on a tour through, uh, through the South, um, you know, back in the sixties. So you can kind of imagine what that was going to be like. If you haven't seen it, it's a great movie, well acted, super well acted. Um, and it's just, those guys kind of developed. Yeah. Vigo and they just develop, uh, um, you know, kind of, yeah, Vigo Martinson develop a bond and, and uh, a friendship uh, that probably didn't, you know, you didn't initially at the beginning of the movie see it happen. And it was kind of that story and that evolution. So I thought that was a really kind of a cool, uh, it's a good movie. It's just it's a really good movie to watch. And and then the other one is is one of my actual favorite just period movies just in general is Almost Famous. And that one I like for, for so many reasons. Number one, it's uh, set in San Diego initially, um, which is cool. Cameron Crowe was the director of that. And it's kind of a semi-autobiographical movie of his teenage years when he actually worked as a journalist for Rolling Stone. And so if you haven't seen that one too, it's a lot of fun. If you love music, great music in there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a good movie. It's just a really good movie. And then as a, as a second, I actually saw the musical, they created a musical of it. And I saw that musical last year and it was phenomenal as well. Um, and like I said, the music in it is, is amazing. It's all, you know, just kind of classic rock from the, the seventies. Um, and, and, you know, he's on, he's tours with them on the bus and all that kind of stuff. And, and so it's, again, it's a road trip throughout kind of the Midwest and, and, and there. So those would be my two, my two favorite probably movies about road trips. My, my favorite moment in green book is when they're at the restaurant and he asked, uh, Vigo Mortensen, what he thinks of the food? And he's too salty. And then he starts to break them down. Like, that's your comment. That's all you've got to say. Is to, and then he goes off and says, no, here's what I mean by too salty. And he explains how too salty is a legitimate complaint about the food. And and you saw some barriers break down. That was, that was my favorite yeah. part of the movie that stands out to me. It's a, it's a really good, it's a deep movie. And I, like I said, especially considering 
kind of where we are this last week or two as well. It's a neat movie just to kind of see and 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 you know, I mean, you think about it, put put the times early early sixties. You got Tony Lip, you know, as the Italian guy, the bouncer, and he takes the job because he needs to pay the bills, and it's it's pretty pretty cool, pretty neat. Yeah, it is. It's a neat story. What made our honorable mention list? Well, I kind of went on my already did my honorable mention yeah. on a lot of the the, the yeah. sillies, the, the road trips, the dumb you. and dumbers. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Christmas vacation. I'm just quoting Christmas vacation. Yes. Yeah, I yes. was going to say. Learned a lot in that movie too. <laughs> when Joe was talking about emptying, you know, the RV shitter, I, you know, I yeah. thought of Christmas vacation. Definitely Christmas vacation. <laughs> Shitter's full. <laughs> How's our shitter, Shitter's honey? Full. <laughs> 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 is he drinking a Meisterbrow in that scene? <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, I would say. Are we? Are we there yet? Right, and even just that line makes me cringe with with a little frustration. <laughs> just the title. Yeah, because we because <laughs> we've cause heard we've it. been on both sides of it, you know. Yeah, but we also probably spoke it at some point too. Inconceivable. I know I did. <laughs> We tra- inconceivable we, we traveled in a camper and my sister and i were not allowed in near anywhere near the cab where the driver was it was a rule <laughs> so i might have said it but nobody heard it <laughs> <laughs> well i remember like i said back in the 70s though you're talking about that not being near the cab I, doing road trips in a pickup truck and riding in the back yeah like we actually right. t- tom and i we went we went snow skiing where, where my dad drove us up and we rode in the back all the way up to the snow <laughs> and had to ride around in wow. the back of the cab because wow. there's no pickup cab yeah i mean so so that's the, a different time and era as far as doing road trips serious all right i got a road trip from hell uh episode coming up this summer so save those stories as we say nice. when we're together save it for the podcast i had a zombie land yeah, on my uh honorable mention list and the Muppet movie, which, which are oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. not, not too close. Yeah. <laughs> no, pretty close, but not too close. Yeah. And then, uh, one that really creeped me out, the perfect world with Kevin Costner. That was another one that, that was just a creepy road trip movie, which I won't speak too much about, but if you haven't seen it and you like psychological thrillers, that's a good one. A lot of Kevin Costner movies freak me out. <laughs> Waterworld and the and the, a lot of them are about the journey, right? The the, the postman, yeah. postman, yeah. Special appearance by Tom Petty. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Free falling. Waterworld. That's that's a road trip movie, just in the water. Waterworld is definitely a road trip movie. Dances with wolves. Dances with wolves. Mm, sort of a, road, a trip. Bit of road trip. <laughs> they headed out to the prairie. Yeah, and then they go. <laughs> yeah, don't want to give away the end if you haven't yeah. got around to seeing that yet. No, no, no. <laughs> he did dance with wolves. I'm going to give that part away. He did dance with wolves. So Rain Man. He didn't see Rain that Man coming, comes yeah. to mind. Yep, Rain Man is another. That's a you're right. Oh, that's, that's a good road trip movie. movie. Very good one. Yeah, good road trip movie. And you know, it's because of Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman taking the role for Rain Man. That back to Robin Williams. That's how Robin Williams ends up in Dead Poet Society because Dustin Hoffman had, that's had, right. had that role, and then uh, he took Rain Man over that. So that's how we get Robin Williams in the role we love him as Mr. Keating in Dead Poet Society. Everything happens for a reason. That's right. There you go. Both great movies. I don't know if I could imagine Dead Poet Society without Robin Williams. No. No. He no. makes that movie. How about road trip books? 
I'm a bibliophile. That's not a bad thing. I always tell my students, you don't get arrested for that. <laughs> Just a lover of books. <laughs> and I do have a yep. soft spot for uh, books, especially books about people walking across America or walking Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail um, or the El Camino. I, I have a, a yeah. I'm just a sucker for those types of books. You got any books on your virtual road trip list? I do. I do too. All right, let's hear them. Go ahead. I, I think the first one that really I just was engrossed with was John Grissom's The Client. I couldn't put the book down. Um, and that's when John Grissom was just taken off. Mm -hmm. It was great. Good stuff. Yeah, he had, what, five or six great books in a row there. The movies weren't too good, but the <laughs> books were great. It's one of those things. Can the movie live up to a book of that detail? Good call. Mine is the most epic road trip. Is The Hobbit. That's my Oh, that's a great road trip book. There and You're back right. again. <laughs> there and back again. There and back. That is a pretty epic road trip book. I can also quote about the first six pages to you by heart if you'd like, because that's what podcast listeners oh. are here for. That's the sort of thing they'd love <laughs> to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another time maybe that's more of an intimate private thing <laughs> okay that sounds good you and me baby let me know when i can open my second beer too oh that's oh, you're ready idea. go ahead i think it's second beer time joe why don't you tell everyone what you're drinking next so i can go get a beer my next one is called sitting shotgun uh, oh that's a great one right <laughs> great name yeah, playing on the theme here it's booth brothers and it's a hazy ipa 6.7 percent abv and the vote is in on the wheels goes round. I gave it a 4.0. So really good goes. And nice. Um, I, have, I have not had this Booze Brothers. So cheers. Sitting shot. Cheers. Cheers. Anyone else on a second beer? I'm on Sierra Nevada. I'm just on my second Lager Magnifico. So my third beer. Oh. <laughs> in the role of the doctor, today we have the talent. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd put a second beer in there, but apparently I just put two lager magnificos. So it's really magnifico tonight. It is. <laughs> I have opened up uh, from Bin Brewing, Bin Oregon Trade War Export Stout, also from my cousin Bill. Nice. Uh, talent, you and I had one of these while social distancing a month or so ago. Yeah, this is a very good beer. Yeah. Doctor, you have to be on a second beer by now. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm drinking a, uh, I'm actually drinking a California cream and by Mother Earth. Nice. There you go. If I remember, doesn't that beer have a, I don't know if it's on the can, but I know I have a shirt with it, but it has a Volkswagen bus on it. I mean, there's a road trip vehicle right. if you needed one. So. And actually, before we started, my, my wife and I have been drinking, she's drinking a lot of Negro Modelo, a little, oh, yeah. little dark Modelo. Excellent. A lot of, you say, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody else got a? Virtual road trip book, an escape uh, out on a road trip and through the pages of a book. Actually, I remember high school reading uh, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson. That was a yeah. trippy road trip. Literally. Yes, That's a double trip. <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually have that on my list because I, I don't do drugs, never done drugs. Uh, I picked my poison many years ago. I like beer. <laughs> but <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson... I got to experience uh, drug use virtually, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That's an excellent call. Yeah. Got that, that description of what they have in the trunk where he just lists out all the drugs they have in the trunk of the, the red Cadillac. And then he says, and ether. 
and it's this long paragraph, <laughs> since long sentence, and then it says, and ether. The only thing that scared me was the ether. Uh, <laughs> You've got a good memory. I don't remember the details, but I just remember the trippy road trip. I can quote the first six pages to you from memory. No. <laughs> maybe that should be one of our episodes we just have you you quote the first six pages of every book you can quote so that's what drinking with me and actually i've got a good one we name a movie and we see if jeff can give us a quote quote first just any any quote from that movie i have very limited intellectual skills but i can quote movies and usually books oh you can and for a long time and and lots of quotes. It it I could have been gifted with other things like being able to remember my pin number, being able to balance a checkbook. <laughs> there, there's so many <laughs> gifts that would have been useful, but I can quote movies and books. Uh, on the same same line, Derek, Dan, how, how about all the movies that? Sorry, about all the movies we did we mentioned today. So where the Millers is mine. Can you give me a quote from that movie? I've never seen that movie. Oh, I, I just wrote it down. Now I just wrote a note saying, "Watch where the Millers." Nice. I have not seen it. I cannot quote it. And I can't quote Cannonball Run anymore, although I've seen it, but it's been probably since I was 12. A long time. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I can quote. I don't think I can quote Cannonball Run. Uh, on similar lines of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I have On the Road by Jack Kerouac. It's another one full of yeah. things I would never do. Yeah, Just yeah. not my moral code to do, but fascinated to read about people doing those things. <laughs> right. And uh, travels with Charlie. I had the the on the road on my list. Um, the other one that, that I had on my list, and it's I think actually they did a really good job with the movie on it as well. But is uh, John Krakauer's uh, Into the Wild? And if you haven't read that book or watched that movie, I think the movie does the book justice, and it's got a great soundtrack by uh, Eddie Vedder. Um, but it basically follows uh, Chris McCandless, um, who graduates from university and kind of decides to shed all of his things and proceed to be a nomad across the United States and follows kind of his adventures, the people he meets uh, and the places he goes and um, ultimately ends up, I won't give away the ending, but uh, uh, ends up with, <laughs> you know, him they do give away the ending and in the first paragraph of the book. So don't give away the ending. I know. But so when he, you do read he, the book, he, he dies. The first from, paragraph does. Yeah. He dies in Alaska, but it's, it's a, it's a, I, I would say it's a, it's a really, um, uh, it's a it's a neat story. I mean, as, as far as that, I mean, it's a very interesting story. Obviously, the book goes into more detail, but the the uh, the movie does capture it pretty well as well. You know, it's it's one of those things. Sometimes when you you know have those kind of existential moments where you start to think about who am I, where am I, what's my place here. That that kind of this movie kind of addresses all of it. But at the same point, you start to see some of the good and the good and the people that you meet along the way and along that road. So that's pretty cool. So I would highly recommend that book if you haven't read it. Uh, another one that's uh, super interesting. I mean, it's it's not a road trip that any of us should ever take, nor any of us ever want to take. Uh, but I will tell you this: this is probably one of the most powerful books I've ever read. It's called The Devil's Highway, and the author is Luis Alberto Urrea. And basically, he embeds himself or follows a group of immigrants as they come across the U.S. border. Uh, and The Devil's Highway is through the Sonoran Desert, so it's it's about the Worst type of land you would ever want to be involved in, in terms of, you know, freezing temperatures at night to soaring heat at the during the day and everything else. And he kind of he follows it. And that's what they call the devil's highway coming in. And it's uh, like I said, for any, you know, people that want to talk about immigration, whatever else and that kind of stuff. This book kind of shows the what people are willing to do and, and uh, put themselves through to, to come to the United States um, solely for 
the purpose of just trying to a better life. Um, and so I, I, I always found that to be a pretty, pretty powerful book. Which also speaks to the horrid conditions they're trying to escape from. Correct. Right. If these are the things you're willing to endure risk, Hey, we got political. We're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to do that, but, but it's caring. Like I said, if if you want to enlighten yourself a little bit about it, read that book. It's a, it's a, it's an eye opener. You know, John Steinbeck, uh, Grapes of Wrath would probably be the road trip book. But to me, Travels with Charlie, where he just says, I've got to escape from things. I, I'm dealing with some Veltschmerz. The, the pressures of the world are, are coming down. So he puts his dog in the back of his camper, loads it with fishing poles, booze, and and his r- hunting rifle. And he just heads out across America to meet in it. It's not a fiction work. It's a nonfiction work of Steinbeck in his truck with his dog. And loaded up with booze, just go to meet people and and reconnect with the land. And and it's a favorite read. Every few years, I pick it up, and boy, am I itching just to jump in the car and go when I read it. Very cool. Also, walking the trail, Jerry Ellis was a uh, he rewalked the the Trail of Tears, the Cherokee Trail of Tears, to try to connect to some of that ancestry of his. Yeah, it was another one that just blew me away. Couldn't put it down. Probably read it one night. Hey, some re- reading recommendations to go with our movie recommendations. There you go. If you're like some of us, stuck mostly at home, trip to Paris canceled, there's some things you can do. <laughs> trip to Hawaii canceled. Trip to Canada for all of us canceled. Yeah, our trip to Canada also canceled. Trip to Indonesia canceled. Oh, okay. Well, this is not... I'm trying to get my money back for my flights. <laughs> oh, yeah, good luck with that. I got my Airbnb back, but... Flights, yeah. I, I got credits. I didn't get anything back. A lot of loopholes in the uh, things I signed, I've noticed. <laughs> Apparently, you're supposed to read those things. I didn't know that was. Uh, I thought I had read who them. Wants to read that? I can almost swear some of them have oh. changed since I did read them. What are you going to do? This is not the most any yep, group of people do? have ever been asked to suffer, but. I guess we are going to have to just take some more trips in the future since yeah. we have some credits. Absolutely. Right. More brewery trips. There you go. Time to move on to, uh, I'm not sure if this is a uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot or a Lighten Up Francis. So, Tom, whichever one you want to hit, I'll make it work. What the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? Why the hell not say what I'm thinking? And this is about, and the date is June 4th. This is about the Lincoln Memorial. And if you haven't seen pictures of what the Lincoln Memorial looked like yesterday, with armed soldiers spread out across the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. This was built to try to heal the divisions we were still suffering from as a country from the Civil War in 1922. 1865, the Civil War ends, and in 1922, they recognized we're still trying to heal some of this pain, so they build the Lincoln Memorial. You know, there have been concerts against segregation, Dr. King and the March on Washington. I had a dream given from the steps. I stood in those steps, those that place and, and shivered. My whole body shivered at what a powerful place that was. You know, uh, the women's march starts there. You know, Lincoln, the man who held our union together in our greatest conflict ever. And to see it swarmed, covered with soldiers was uh, bone chilling, super sad frustrating many many things 
and certainly Whiskey Tango, Foxtrot, and Lighten Up Francis were two of the things I was feeling. What the whiskey tango foxtrot? Why the hell not say what I'm thinking? So uh, talent played the role of doctor by having three or four beers in an episode. I played the role of Tom by bringing everyone down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tom. Showing our, but you've joked about it too. But you know who's staying in his lane? Who's going to make us laugh and make us happy? The doctor. Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, the hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. For those beer or not a beer first timers, here's how this game works. I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers and one is not real. This one I thought of, hmm, I was surfing this week when there was no surf. So I was just bobbing up and down on my surfboard. That's probably when I thought of it. (laughs) So anyways, here we go. Are you ready, listening audience? I'm going to name four beers. Find the beer that is not a real beer. Here we go. Beer number one is why can't I be you? (laughs) That's the beer. Why can't I be you? Beer number two, orange yuzu glad. I said porter. Beer number two was orange yuzu glad. I said porter. Beer number three is stupid, sexy Flanders. Stupid, sexy Flanders. And beer number four is Stiff Willy Wheat. <laughs> Stiff Willy Wheat. So once again, to recap, in case you guys kind of got distracted while you are listening to these four, oh, four beers. <sighs> Why Can't I Be You? Orange Juice You Glad I Said Porter. Stupid Sexy Flanders. And Stiff Willy Wheat. All right. So I'm going to go uh, clockwise on my Zoom screen here. Tom, which is not a real beer. <laughs> I'm going to go Stiff Willy Wheat. Stiff Willy Wheat. All right. And producer Joe. Just because I can't see how it is a real name for a beer. Orange Zoo. Glad I said Porter. <laughs> Orange Zoo. Glad I said Porter. Okay. All right. And influencer Jeff. Oh, I'm going Stiff Willy Wheat. Stiff Willy Wheat. And talent. Wow. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with Why Can't I Be You? Why Can't I Be You? Good call. Why Can't I Be You is actually a beer. Oh. I still water brewing. <laughs> oh, okay. Orange Yuzu Glad I said Porter is a beer by McKellar Brewing. Hmm. Stupid Sexy Flanders is a beer by Sun King Brewing in Indianapolis. And the beer... I thought of while bobbing up and down on my surfboard. Yes, a couple of you got it right. Was Stiff Willy Wheat. There you go. Oh, oh wow. It's been a long time Stiff since Willy Tom Wheat. and I got one right. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good to be right. Nicely done. It does. It it's does. good to be the king. Wait, I was wrong, so never mind. This has been another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Join us next week as we have four new beers for you to choose from. Until then. Awesome. Thank you, Doctor, for lightening the mood, as you always find a way yeah. to do. Usually through your excellent conch playing and humor. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. 
Uh, we hope that you, uh, we gave you a little recommendations for some ways to virtually escape. Take them for what they're worth, right? Got a little bit of everything. And I forgot to mention a poem, Walt Whitman's Song of the Open Road. That's got to be listed there. You'll recognize the first lines as car commercials have stolen it for years. But after that, it's a meaty one, several pages long. But you want to sit in the backyard with a beer and pretend you're intellectual. <laughs> Just get lost <laughs> in that poem for a while and thank me later. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Or just fall asleep with it on your chest open. Yeah. So that it looks like you're this very cerebral. Oh, give you, and you've got the beard for Take it. Nap, you would look like Walt Whitman reading yeah. his own poem. Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. All right. Something to do this weekend. It's on my list. Never hey, mind. It came back to the Poet Society. Well, Uncle Walt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uncle Walt. Thanks for taking a virtual road trip with us. The only kind you should be taking if you're going to be drinking at the same time. Hang in there. Be safe. Be nice. Cheers. We'd love to keep drinking and talking but right now we gotta run b-double-e-double-r-u-n beer run b-double-e-double-r-u-n beer run all we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver b-double-e-double-r-u-n